Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. Tonight I'm just going to talk about something I want to talk about. Because it's my podcast. Okay. The year is 1950. Location, down by the Rio Grande in El Paso, Lower Valley. This is life as I remember it uh, when I was three. And I know these are my memories from three years old, thereabouts, because at three and a half we moved up to a new location and uh, it was out in the desert and this was down in the valley uh, with the big trees and next to the Rio Grande. Oh, 1950. I remember being in the backyard with my dad and we're in a chicken coop. My dad's gathering up the chickens, catching them, and I'm wanting to know what's going on. And he said he's getting rid of the chickens. And I said, why and moving? I didn't quite get the whole deal. But then I told him I needed to pee, so he said, just go pee by the tree or something, backyard. So I went and peed, walked in the house a little bit later, and my mom said, why'd you pee outside? And I said, I don't, I'm thinking, she didn't know I peed outside, she's faking it or something, I'm not sure, but. I was kind of skeptical that she knew about these things, and I just looked at her, and she said, a little birdie told me. And I kind of recorded that for, like, mom's no stuff. Well, she told me about, we're gonna, I'm going to have a brother and all that. I didn't quite know what that means. She came home a little... few months later with a little thing in her arms and I don't think I paid much attention to it. I was much more interested in the little girl across in the next door house. I remember my mom rescuing me once from uh, this girl. She had chased me up a tree and she had a cap gun and she kind of had it by the handle and was threatened to hit me. And I remember my mom looking over our fence and seeing me. I'd climbed up on top of a clothesline pole and was sitting up where the girl couldn't get me. And my mom yelled at the girl and then came over and talked to her mom. And I remember later when I went to go back over and play with her again, my mom didn't want me to. I had no idea why. Arbitrary stuff. Well, the first big drama I remember is we were coming home and what even then seemed like my dad's old car. We're coming down a dark, uh, would probably be considered a country road. We come up to the railroad tracks. Railroad tracks are 
high. They're like three or four inches. My dad eases up to it easy and grinds it into first gear. They didn't have their synchronized clutch. Over the first track, car dies. Front wheels over the first track, not to the second track. Then I remember hearing that what I still laying in the middle of the night I hear a sound of a train coming the, 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 the whine the whining in the distance my dad sat there calmly trying to restart the car again and it won't restart he tries over and over and over again now the sound of the train is getting louder we can hear it pretty easy and I watch my dad looking down the track and you can see the faint light of a train somewhere off in the distance coming our way my dad tries a few more times and then he tells us to get out of the car and to wait on the others to points to where he wants us to go we walk across the tracks and stand about 20 feet in front of the the tracks my mom stands there holding my baby brother I stand there beside my mom watching my dad the door still open to the car he gets behind the car and starts pushing it and he's rocking it rocking it rocking it trying to get the first wheel up over the track and I can see in the distance the train lights getting brighter and the horn is starting to scream at us and my dad is rocking rocking the car I've always been this way, and it goes back even as a three-year-old. I broke loose from my mom and ran to the back of the car. My dad looks over there, and there I am trying to rock the car with him. Uh, Because the train now is really loud, and the light's very close. And to my surprise, my dad flips out and he just grabs me up by one arm and like half runs toward my mom and kind of like half throws me toward my mom and yells at me to stay over there and yells at my mom, do not let him come back. And then he turns back to the back of the car and starts rocking it again and now the train is so close and so loud and then I remember this one big push and the front tires go over the track and then my dad keeps pushing hard and the back tires goes over the track the first track and then the second track my dad pushes it about three foot further 
and collapses behind the car. And the train just rolls by. The ground just shakes. My mom won't let me go to my dad because my dad's very close to the tracks. His feet are just a foot away from the track, at least in my mind. And the train, the ground is shaking. We're so close to the tracks. And we send there forever. The train just clackety-clack, clackety-clack, clackety-clack. And goes on and on forever. Finally, the train goes by and rolls out of sight. My mom lets me go and I run over to my dad who's getting up. He gets into the car, sits there a while, can smell the gas from a car, the carburetor flooding, turns the car and gets it started. We get back in and drive home like nothing happened. Wow. It was like nothing. We just drive home. The two lights on the pave, two-lane paved road going down the road, middle of the night. Train sounds gone, and we drive back to our house. No one ever talks to me about that. But I sure remember it. I remember one more incident when I was uh, living down. Actually, I remember several, but I'll keep it short. We're driving back from somewhere, and we're driving down this road with the trees. You know how the trees are big on each side, and they bridge over the road and make a kind of a canopy? We're driving back toward our house, and I still love that. Going down a road and you got like a tunnel you're going through with all the big trees. And all of a sudden, some kid runs out into the road. And I'm standing, my dad's driving, and I'm standing on the bench seat. Uh, and my mom's, you know, shotgun. Well, when my dad hits the brakes, I fly forward. And I guess my head would have gone through the windshield. But my mom reaches up and catches me and has her, puts her, gets her hand in between my head and the windshield. And her hand goes through the windshield uh, and gets cut up. I remember the blood. I don't remember it hurting me. I remember it kind of, you know. It was a big surprise, but I don't remember being particularly hurt. I remember my mom telling me it was okay, and my dad, I imagine he was asking my mom if she's okay. And my dad yelling at me, I need to stay seated, sit down. But we went home, and I don't remember anybody ever talking about it. Just something happened. Remember the day we're moving from that house up the valley. We're 
running around the house and putting stuff into a pickup truck that some my dad's friends somebody had come. I remember my Uncle Floyd and Aunt Minnie were, were there and we're going up to the new house. Um, I remember riding with my Uncle Floyd. Um, but I'm running around that house and I, I step on a, I think it was a beer opener, you know, the little thing that opens beer cans. I stepped on one of those and cut my foot open. Uh, they cleaned it up, put tape on it, and uh, I don't remember crying much or anything because it just, we just didn't cry much <laughs> in those days. I cry a lot more now thinking about things like that. Then we went, had this long drive, it seemed like forever and ever. We got to this house that was all by itself out in the middle of the desert. I mean, it was just like, I'm not sure I'd seen desert before or I don't remember it from living in down the valley. And there's this little 600 square foot house, cost $6,000, 1950. That my mom had saved up and put, I think, 500 bucks down, uh, which was a truckload of money for us. I don't ever remember going back to that house down the valley. I remember seeing pictures of it later and the old cars and wagons and stuff. But I have this whole collection of memories from back when I was three. Kind of giving you the big ones on this podcast. And since this is the Ancient Texan podcast, he's going to talk about how the ancient Texans arrived to this place when I want to. <laughs> anyway, that was some of my stories when I was three. This is the ancient Texan. Hoping you have a good one. Take care. Namaste.